You're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys, the weekly podcast for all new and aspiring self-published authors. Stand by for tips, resources, hints, and practical techniques to help you on your own self-publishing journey. Meet indie authors at different stages of their writing careers and hear how they manage to get their own books published and making sales. For show notes, web links, and useful resources, please head to selfpublishingjourneys.com. Now, here's your show host, self-published author and digital marketer, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Self-Publishing Journeys, episode number 121 for Monday, the 1st of October, 2018. And we're back to the weekly interview episodes now after my summer break. Today's guest is Claire Sager, a first-time fantasy author who released her debut, A Thief and a Gentlewoman, about a month prior to recording this podcast interview. It's Claire's second time on the podcast, but I wanted to catch up with her because she's had a great launch and she managed to buck the trend experienced by the majority of new authors, that is, to release a book, and then you just experience a bit of tumbleweed from that point onward. For Claire, though, following the best advice from groups like 20 Books to 50K and Self-Publishing Formula, she managed to hit triple figures in her first week, and that's a huge achievement. I wanted to find out how she did it so that I could share her best tips with other indie authors. I began by asking Claire if she felt a sense of achievement after writing a book that has more than 180,000 words. Especially when I opened the uh, print-on-demand paperback for the first time, I was like, whoa, that's a big book. And it was like heavy and the spine is, I don't know, something like one and three quarter inches thick or something insane like that. And I actually had problems um, sorting out the file for KDP print because initially the page numbers were coming up so long or so there were so many pages it wouldn't actually let me upload it it's like no we can only print up to 740 pages or something like that you must be like a george rr R. martin have you actually measured the spine can you can you tell me in centimeters and inches or you know just give me a rough idea of how big that spine is because it must be pretty pretty thick wasn't it yeah well i had to get the spine width for um doing the paperback cover and I, th- I want to say it was one and three quarter inches let's have a look i've just got a ruler in front of me just like you do uh, yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's you, 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 yeah you're george rr R. martin width really aren't you with that that that's huge it is i do feel like i could probably knock someone out with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i can't imagine what that 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 why the biggest one i ever did was like um it was for dummies size. So I, I actually made the paper bigger, you know, to, to, yeah, to fit yeah. it in. Uh, which, and I heard on your podcast, because I think you, you went 5 five by 8 didn't you, on yours? Yeah, it's the one that's, the measurements are something like five and a quarter inches by eight and something. So um, it's one that sort of all of my, uh, you know, my general fiction paperbacks that I have on my bookshelf that are traditionally published and so on are that sort of size i know obviously in the u.s sizes tend to be a little bit different but yeah so i went with you know it's the same size as them wow it's amazing and then the, of course the other thing is that you've got books too and and you've got the prequel of you i'm getting confused with who's done what have you got the prequel done for yours or is it the book two you've done wow <laughs> brace yourself you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I had written a prequel novella of 40,000 words mm. um, and I'd had developmental editorial feedback on that. But actually, what I now I've gone back to look at it, having finished book one, 
I've actually decided that I'm splitting it out because there was the narrative wasn't quite working. So I've actually taken out the beginning section of that and made it into a 10,000 word short story. So that's going to be coming out as a reader magnet soon. And um, and that's kind of the child or, or sort of a, a, almost like the turning point in the childhood, almost the um, the inciting incident for my character overall. Um, so that's going to be a reader magnet, sort of long, short story, if you like. Um, the rest of it needs a lot of work to get it where I want it to. So I'm kind of going to put it on the back burner for now. But at some point, it'll probably become a novella that will be about thirty to 40,000 words or so, maybe a bit longer. Some people so call that a normal book, Claire. Yeah, that's. this is what other people pointed out to me. He's like, you know, 50,000 words is a novel. I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> obviously, to me, it's oh, tiny, it's nothing. <laughs> I can't imagine an 180,000 word, but I, you know, I've, I've done a fair bit of writing now, and I, I simply can't imagine, uh, you know, plotting and sustaining a book over that period of time. Is it, is it difficult to do? I think... Do you know what my problem has always almost been the reverse? I've always, you know, even at school and things like that, I've always struggled to write short, you know, at school you'd have a thing, write a short story about a trip or something like that. And I've always struggled to write a short story or find a, a short story idea that I found interesting. I think all of my ideas, perhaps because I like fantasy, so, you know, you've always got that, um, you're creating a whole world and cultures and magic and things like that I've always struggled to to keep my work or my ideas small enough to work for a short story or something like that so it is I'm a massive outliner so I think that helps I don't I I don't see how I don't understand how people can write really long stuff like that without without having an outline I work with a really detailed outline um and Obviously, it, it took me a really long time to edit it as well and write it and so on. So it is a lot of work, but it kind of it's what I'm maybe more naturally drawn to, or that my ideas naturally turn towards. If that makes sense. One of the things um, I was just trying to think when I was listening to you talking about it on your podcast. When I've done uh, non-fiction books, because of the sort of size of the file, I've had I have to pay a little bit. Particularly, I've got images in in mind. You have to pay for the downloading. If you're, mm. I, I can't remember how, which way it works. I think if it's ninety nine pencil cents, you don't. But if it's over that, I think you do. Did Did you get caught with that with the book that size? Because the file's massive, isn't it? Yeah, I have. Um... I do get a little bit of a charge on it, yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I don't remember. I'm just going to see if I can quickly uh, bring it up, actually. Um, but I did, like I said, I, I hit the problem with the paperback of it being too many pages. Um, and, yeah, I do have something like, I want to say it's about 16 cents mm. or something like that that I have to pay. Um, the, the one that actually hit me more, to be honest, was um, the... VAT in the UK because obviously right so it's 2.99 at the moment a sort of an intro price but um you know you get they take off the VAT and then they give you the uh your 70 percent so it's like oh damn I hadn't sort of accounted for that so I think I was actually a bit more hit by that to be honest yeah that's interesting now I'm just trying to think isn't there sort of there a setting where you could say I want the price minus the VAT or with the VAT so that you take the hit or the reader takes a hit. I'm sure there's an option somewhere uh -huh. for that. I'm sure that, don't 
quote me on it, but I'm sure there's somewhere. And, I, and now I'm talking to you, I can't even think where it is. But I, th- I thought there was a way that you could, you know, you could decide who takes the hit on it. But I cannot for the life of me remember where it is. And I might be completely wrong, Claire. So don't, don't, don't like. Oh, spend, oh no, that's it. <laughs> don't spend five hours looking for it and said Paul said it was here because you know. I can't remember anything these days and I seem to imagine more and more things that I thought happened. So, uh, but I, th- I thought, and I th- I, I'm just looking now on um, the pricing part on the dashboard. I can't see anything no. about that, but I'll do a little bit of digging. So for the U S one, yeah, for uh, 70 on, on amazon.com it's priced at two ninety nine, Um And for the 70% rate, I have to pay 13 cents for delivery. So my royalty on the US book is two dollars. For UK, it's eight cent, uh, eight pence. Oh my god! But I pay for delivery, so I get one pound sixty nine. Yeah, and it's just worth flagging that up because I know when I did nonfiction with the images in, that surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I I just didn't know about it. it. Doesn't doesn't hugely make an impact on anything, but it's it is worth knowing. I don't think people realise that you get you do get stung on that, but you don't get stung on it if you price uh, below. I'm sure it's ninety nine pence or cents, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, now, the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast for the second time is because um, I was reading your uh, long and very interesting post on uh, <laughs> 20, 20 books to 50K. And um, you were just really saying that you'd made within your first week of launching a book, I think it was, um, $100. And um, I, I think you were kind of sort of saying you, you, you were kind of almost um, taking the mickey out of yourself for that. And I said, you know, most authors would kill for that in their first you know month because people the the typical author experience is your friends and your family buy it and that makes your tenor and that <laughs> and that's your author career over that's usually how it works you know for, for, for the majority of people mm-hmm. and, and I thought that was a tremendous success did, did how did you feel about that I mean because it's, ma- it's magic when the money comes in at least isn't it yeah I was really pleasantly surprised I have to admit like that that was why a large part of why I was posting it really because um to give you the live figures so funny enough we're actually on my book report um I'm looking at the last 30 days so that takes us exactly from the day the book came out until today is exactly 30 oh, days how's that coincidentally timing? I know yeah. planning or what um and I'm currently on 182 dollars and 29 cents yeah over that time um so yeah I am like I say, I'm presently surprised, but I think I've almost hit that problem of like, oh, I've done better than I was expecting. So I didn't think I was even going to get to three figures within the first month. Um, but then I've kind of gone, I was like, oh, maybe I can hit 200 before I have my interview with you kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you almost hit that problem. It's like, oh, well, if, you know, if, it's, if it's this easy to get this, surely I can get this. And then you fall into that trap, don't you, of looking at, your sales and so on and going oh I've not had any sales today and I think I can see why people get obsessed with um you know when you see in all of the Facebook groups and so on someone be like oh my page reads are really down today has anyone else got this problem and I was like I don't seem to have any sales today has anyone else got this problem is it a problem with Kindle and is it a problem with Amazon and I'm like just you just need to I I think because that's something they can I think because you're sitting there and you see your dashboard and your reports of your sales and your page reads and you see a sale come up and it's like, I have no idea where that sale has come from. I don't know where this person who's read one and a half thousand words of my book in one day has come from. 
And so I think that's why people maybe get obsessed with checking those figures. And then when things suddenly drop off, they're, think, they're trying to sort of say, oh, is this because Amazon's got some problems with its reporting? You know, is this something other people are having? And they spend too long getting obsessed over that. And so I can kind of see where that comes from. I do, I've got a bit more of an understanding of that now. Well, congratulations on one hundred and eighty-two dollars. I mean, that is that is that, that's not typical. I, you know, I can tell you that. I know I wasn't making that first time I I released books, um, and I think many authors, you know, listening to this would be absolutely delighted with that. And that's you know this this podcast burrows into you know not not necessarily always the people who are making the zillions and zillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to reflect people who are making you know normal human being amounts of money because we don't hear that enough. And, and and this I think is great cause for celebration because um that's what, hundred and thirty quid, hundred and forty quid. And um, you know, I always say to you, you know, I think I, I don't know whether there's anything in your life that you can compare that to, you know, where you could you could sort of make it tangible to say, you know, that pays for a, a car loan payment or that pays for, you know, s- something like that. And, and and your author income has has paid for something useful you know, in that mm. month, I think is quite a good way of dealing with it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I'm in a sort of mastermind um, business related group, like creative business related group. And um, one of the ladies in there was talking about, you know, what she sort of did when she set up her business first was she sort of set herself a goal of, I want to be able to use my business initially to pay to have a cleaner come around once a fortnight or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So I suppose, yeah, you know this this month at least I could pay for a cleaner to come over and, and you know go around the house and, and then still have money left over so I suppose when you think of it like that yeah it kind of like you say it makes it more tangible so yeah I quite like that idea yeah well I you know I had always used my wife's part-time turn time income as mm. my first and I've sort of been exceeding that on a quite a regular basis now and so when I'm thinking oh you know because when you hit a higher point you always want to hit the next high point yeah and, and, and you beat yourself up because you didn't hit it. Like, you know, like you were saying, you didn't hit, you're, you're obsessing about not hitting $200. When, <laughs> when you launched a book, you were delighted to hit $100. And, and we do that to ourselves all the time. So I think if you do have a, a static sort of touchstone with it, that you can gauge your sort of success or otherwise, I think it's quite handy. And if, especially if it's replacing something in your life mm-hmm. that you have to pay for, it, it has a, ta- your writing has a tangible benefit. Um, for all those hours of sweat, don't ever work out what your hourly hour hour is. You know, you you <laughs> don't ever do that calculation because it would drive you mad if you ever did that calculation. You know, yeah, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> no, you're better off working at McDonald's. You know, uh, and, and, and a minimum wage you'd be earning. You know, you're earning way below minimum wage on an hourly rate. But we don't. You know, it's not all about that, is it? And, and I always cite this um, Arthur C. Clarke book that I saw. You know, televised. And I'd never, it'd never been televised before. And he'd written it in 1950 something. And, you know, you do have to sort of think that you're putting assets into the world mm. and that any time somebody could snatch that book up and your hourly rate will go up from, you know, way below minimum wage to way above, uh, you know, millionaire level kind of thing. It only takes one person to read it, the right person to read it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And also it is that thing of, although, I mean, I've maybe, and in the past month what I would earn in a, like a day or two at the day job I don't know I don't I don't really think about what my daily amount is at the day job but something like that I suppose 
and and yet that that time that I spent on creating this book can go on making money even after I'm dead so like you said and I think so that's I, I think it's not only a mistake to work out what your hourly rate is because it would depress you but actually because it's an incorrect uh, comparison I suppose um for that reason and also because and I mean first of all I do I do think that authors and other creatives should be financially reimbursed for what they do but I think it's also important to remember that when you're doing something that you love that is creative especially there are other benefits that you get from that so you get the fact that you're doing something that you love that is you mentioned when we were chatting before that is nourishing to your soul and your creativity and your mind that you know personally I find you know when I get in the zone when whether I'm drafting or editing I feel energized I might have worked solidly for three hours but I come away from it and I'm I'm buzzing I'm energized I want to get back to it and that is something you can't put a figure on no, I, and we were talking about this off air beforehand about how some activities drain you and other activities, as you say, uh, energize you. And you, you know, you need to you need to ditch as many of the draining activities <laughs> in your life as you can and focus on the the energizing. And the other thing about a mm-hmm. book is, you know, I'm I'm currently earning sort of more income from a book I wrote two 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 and a half years ago. Um, you know, simply because I've kind of got the hang of you know, or not the hang of, but I am able to market better than I was able to mm. two years ago. So a book I wrote two years ago, I can't even remember who the characters are, um, <laughs> uh, you know, is selling more now than, than it did when I launched it. So I think the other thing, uh, th- th- this is for sort of everybody listening, is that don't think of it just as the launch. You know, it's not over mm. when you launch the book. This thing might make you more money than you've ever dreamed of in two or five or ten years' time. Um, mm. You know, so the work you're putting in, although it pays low at the beginning, may over remunerate you in the longer term, which is a great thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, that was kind of why I was so pleasantly surprised by reaching triple figures after just over two weeks. I think it was that I got to a hundred dollars. Was because, you know, I, 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 a, I listen to you, and obviously I listen to the Creative Pen as well, Joanna Penn, and and have read her marketing book, and and I'm really, you know, I wasn't making a big push for the launch or anything, so that's why I kind of thought, if I make fifty dollars, that'd be great. That'd be, a, you know, that'd be great in that first month or whatever. And if I hit three figures after three months or whatever, that you know, yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. And I wasn't expecting, and I wasn't, I didn't do any big mark, you know, a big marketing push. Um, you know, you see people who post on keyboards and things like that about how they've lined up all these, prom- you know, free promotions and things like that and make, you know, make a thousand dollars in their first month and things like that. I wasn't trying to do that because I'm more focusing that my push will probably be before book two comes out. And once I've got the third book out and things like that, I know that you're not going to make a massive amount when you've only got one book out. So although I was like, oh, I didn't hit 200, I was pleasantly surprised that I've even hit 100. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I call it, you know, my flop it out book launches. Where, uh, <laughs> you know, because and I, and I was really pleased to hear that it wasn't just me. I mean, Joanna Penn says this too. You know, she knows that she knows now when you've done it a few times, you know that actually you can activate a book whenever you want. Actually, you can completely reactivate a book if you want to. Just mm. put a new cover on it, you know, new title. And cause I'm reading Chris Fox's books at the moment, so mm. uh, you know, I, I genuinely think you've got to think you know, long-term, and if it doesn't go well, well, then we repackage it, we try new stuff, and we, we just keep going until we get it right. I don't, you know, I, I think the I think the concept of a book launch, um, it's all over if it fails, is, is it's the wrong attitude to have, I think. Yeah, it's very sort of old-school, traditional attitude, you know. Your book's only got a chance in the shops for eight weeks or whatever it is under that under that system, and I think, I think thinking of launches in quite that way is more reflective of that than maybe what indies have the power to do as it were and when you get your series of course uh, it's a lot easier uh, you know to, to incentivize reading through the series when you've got more mm. books in, in a run as well so um you know there's a lot to play for i think in the future mm. absolutely uh, yeah what, what i do want to know now i mean again your experience is not is not typical so i think if you know if i knew nobody i wrote a book and i published it on amazon um realistically i tell my friends and family i would maybe sell about 10, 10 pounds worth and i'm thinking of a couple of examples that i know who did this and then the the first realization really is that it's not about writing the book it's about marketing the book you know that's that's the least of your problems writing the book <laughs> i think that's the first lesson that most people learn myself included with that so how did you what what things have you managed to do that helped you to move beyond that because i know you're you know, you have done networking. You are a known presence, for instance, on 20 Books to 50K. You're out there, um, for instance. So ha- how's that helped you to do that? Um, yeah, so I kind of, I wrote a few notes because I know you wanted to sort of talk about, like, what have you done? How have you managed this? And I wrote a few notes and I kind of, I was like, what have I done really? Um, I mean, I did do the, I've done Mark Dawson's self-publishing 101 course and that really massively helped me definitely as a as a basis and helped although I've not followed it 100% by any means I, I refer to myself as having followed it imperfectly mm. <laughs> um I would say that was definitely a big help and helped me sort of get a basis although there were free resources out there you know that say similar things and say um and I could probably find that information it saved me time and it gave me one place to go back and refer to for that information um so that really helped me um and in terms of what you're saying about networking I referred to it as accidental networking mm-hmm. <laughs> um I know that's Barry what's his surname yes that was, I was like what's his name um funny enough he uses a phrase that I've used for years that's to the extent that friends of mine joke a bit about it now um and it's don't be a a d word i don't know if i'm allowed to say that yes. yeah okay well, don't be a dick <laughs> and i did laugh when he said that at 20 books london because that's what i've been saying for years just in general but um yeah i didn't i've never set out to network um i've never and i've never been nice to someone in order to get something from them or offered something to someone in order to get something from them but i have found just by being engaging with people and just you know I'm just being nice to people actually I've had a lot back that I wasn't expecting and I think that's really helped um so for example uh a lot of fellow authors have really helped me out a lot so 
back in November for my birthday, I did a post to my mailing list where I just shared, and I, I went back and counted earlier actually, um, I ended up sharing 22 books that were either free or 99 cents and things like that. And I just asked around various author groups on Facebook and so on and said, anyone got a book they want me to share? No expectation of sharing back. And this was November last year. Um, but actually, you know, I said, you know, I don't expect this to be a swap. I just want to share it with my small list of 500 people. And, um, and actually a lot of people offered to share my book when it came out. Um, so I did, I made a note of who had offered to share it. And when my book was about to come out or did come out, I messaged those of them I could get hold of and just said, you know, no pressure. You did mention this back then. It's cool if you don't want to, but if you do, here's some, here's some stuff. Um, thanks a lot kind of thing. And, and actually, I think all of them did that, that I'd messaged. It wasn't 20 books. It was maybe about five, six, seven people. Yeah. Um, so that was really, you know, an unexpected bonus for me. Um, and there were people that I met at 20 Books London who... I don't know that off the top of my head, I don't know that any of them specifically have shared my book, but, you know, they've offered me support and advice and things like that and have really helped me in other ways. Um, the other one is there's a, a romantic epic fantasy writers group that I'm part of and that I just generally engage with and offer other people cheerleading and support and sort of chat with them in there and give them advice and things like that and, and ask them questions and so on and have done... I'm trying to remember when I joined it. I want to say some. It was some point earlier this year, um, and they, you know, when I posted like, "Oh my god, guys, it's out at last!" A load of them bought it. A load of them were like, "Right, I'm sharing this on my list on this day," and things like that. And they just, you know, took off. And um, I know, for instance, that that yeah, they shared it on Twitter and in their mailing list and things like that. So. I think that's definitely really helped and um, and it's also helped me in terms of getting the right also boughts as well because obviously we're very much in the same niche as each other. But again, I, was never, I didn't join that group thinking, oh, this group's going to help me when I release my book or anything like that. It's all, like I said, accidental networking. Um, the other thing I did do was I actually created a Dropbox file a folder that contained things like the cover and a copy of the blurb, some shareable images for social media, and I also put in the first scene, a document of the first scene of the book and another document of the first chapter. And I just said to people, you know, if you do want to share, here's a link to this Dropbox folder. If you want to use anything out of there to help you, you can. And I know that some people did actually share the first scene of the book or the first chapter of the book on their mailing lists. So that's not something I've seen other people do. So I don't know if, I think, I think A, it made it easy for other people. They could just go in there and pick up anything they might need oh and also had um a document that contained the universal book link for the book as well so i, I made it easy for people who did want to share i think that kind of helped you know they're, they're doing you a favor so make it easy for them to do you that favor <laughs> and that that right there is ninja that so that they, i knew we'd get to it so see that's <laughs> that's ninja that's your press pack effectively 
Yeah, huh. yeah, it's that kind of thing, yeah. And you said it exactly there, and I keep telling people this about you know anything on the web, is what we're trying to do is reduce friction. In anything we do, we tr- we're always after the next click. We try and reduce friction. And what mm. you did just there with that press pack is massively reduce friction. Don't make me look for it. Don't let me figure out what the link is. Don't make me have to come up with a graphic. Just do it for me. And then it's, there's no friction in, in me, uh, you know, helping you. And then the other element of that is reciprocity by building those relationships. Um, you know, for people, it's a, it's a just, it's a big thing in business, that reciprocity that, you know, you've done mm-hmm. something for me. I, I'm very happy to do something back for you. And you did it without asking me, without any sense of obligation. But actually, I feel obligated anyway when you do me a favor. And uh, yeah. those things work really well, I think. And they're free as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was the thing as well. You know, so far for all of this, I mean, other than things like, well, A, I don't pay for my mailing list because it's not big enough yet, <laughs> but I have paid for book funnel for the year. Other than, but other than things like that and my uh, website, um, and obviously the specific things for the book, like my cover and editor and things like that, the only things I've paid for in terms of marketing, I paid the princely sum of 63 pence for <laughs> all of my marketing so far. <laughs> and, and so... You know, you know, you've now got to do a uh, make it. Don't make it hundred eighty thousand words. Make it a ten thousand word book. You've now got to do a ten thousand word book on how to launch your book, how to make your first two hundred dollars, uh, you know, on a book launch for sixty three pence. Or it, it needs a blog post or something like that. It's. Uh, I like that idea. <laughs> it's a gift that is because do you remember Barry Hutchison's presentation at, um, at yes. twenty books? Yeah, it was all about. Um bootstrapping wasn't it yeah and and so 63 pence you know how to how to make 183 dollars with a 63 pence investment um which most people would go for uh, big time um the, the other thing i have to ask you about um and if you blink you can miss details like this you, mm. you did mention mailing lists and if i take you back to that you know that sort of typical indie author who writes a book and then expects to be a millionaire by the end of the week most of them <laughs> would not know to have a mailing list mm. how so how did you build your mailing list of 500 odd subscribers uh, you know bearing in mind what what did you have to give them so i got that list of 500 and it kind of went over 500 and then fluctuated down as people unsubscribed and I actually did that in two months of free uh, trial of Insta freebie last year uh, towards about this time last year or a bit later October kind of time last year so all I put up was the first I think it was about 10 chapters or so of the book now this is a book that's 50 something chapters I think mm. So, and because obviously the book wasn't out yet, I didn't have to worry about it being more than 10% of the total word count and stuff like that. And obviously that was the version of the book that was out then. So I kind of have, some of that has even changed, not even out yet, sorry, that I was working on at that point. So yeah, I just gave them the first 10%, uh, 10 chapters, sorry, something like that as a preview on Insta Freebie. Um, Over two, like I said, I had, you get a month's free trial anyway. And from being on the, um, that Mark Dawson course, I got another month's trial for free. So I just used that and got into any um, Insta freebie giveaways that I could. I did get a lot fewer downloads than some people because they were giving away entire books, novellas, short stories, whatever, whereas mine obviously very clearly said that it was a preview and a sample. Um, But I probably got more downloads than some other people because my cover looks professional. Um, 
so it, I did that, like I say, for about two, it was two months free trial I had last year, and then I just left it after that. Um, I probably didn't really get many, if any, sign-ups in the interim. Um, the only other thing I did do was some direct approaches using um, – Mark Dawson in the past has done some free uh, webinars about ways to build your first – 50 followers or 20 followers or something on your mailing list or whatever. So I used some of the approaches on there, um, which were things like, you know, mentioning to people who you know who like that genre and um, sort of things like that, really. Uh, what else? Did I do? And then the only thing I've done is that since the book's come out, I've put the first three chapters on BookFunnel now. Um, the reason I've gone to BookFunnel rather than InstaFreebie is I think I didn't, a lot of people said to me after they, after it was on Insta Freebie that actually couldn't get the book or they struggled to download it. Whereas obviously BookFunnel is fantastic. Like the amount of books I've downloaded onto my Kindle from BookFunnel, it's just such an easy process and it takes you through step by step. And obviously they cover any, um, uh, customer support that you might have so I've gone to book funnel and also they're cheaper I think it's been a while since I looked at InstaFree but I want to say it's something like $20 a month whereas book funnel is $100 for the year for the um, not the very cheapest tier but the next tier up and again I got a discount code from the Mark Dawson course so it's kind of a bit of a no-brainer and um and just the fact that people can get it straight onto their Kindle straight away is fantastic, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, I've had a few sign. Well, I've had quite a few sign-ups now. I've gone into a one um, current giveaway again. First, just the first three chapters of the book, uh, and I'm going to once I get this short story finalised, it's drafted. I just need to edit it and put together a cover for it. I'm going to put that up on there as well. Yeah, I mean, th these are all uh, classic and uh, tested techniques. I agree with you about BookFunnel, that I think BookFunnel's uh, pulled ahead of InstaFreebie mm. now. I'm getting way more downloads in, in, in BookFunnel. Uh, all right, yeah. And, um, and you'll have heard me ranting about don't do customer support. You know, don't, don't get involved in <laughs> customer support. And BookFunnel, you know, for, as you say, for a very tiny fee, takes all that nonsense and hassle off your shoulders. Why wouldn't you do that? It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I totally agree with that. Book funnel's amazing for that, I think. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there's a lot there that's just really best practice. The other thing I have to mention is, um, it only feels like five minutes ago, and I'm sure it was you, Claire, that asking, should I invest in Mark's course? That feels like it wasn't very uh, long ago. Is that, is that right? Was it you? Yes. Yeah. Well, I had already done the self publishing 101 course, and I did that when it first came out, which I want to say was a couple of years ago. Right. So I'd already done that and I was really pleased with that. And that's, like I said, that had helped me build that list of 500 that I'd mostly kept. And now I'm getting on for 600 since I've started, um, since I've gone back onto BookFunnel. Um, but yeah, the one I was asking about was the Ads for Authors course. I was like, oh, I'm in an R-ing during the last intake of that. And I did indeed take them up on that. So, so far, I've not delved into it massively. But that 63 pence that I have spent <laughs> was on some UK Amazon ads. So I've done some AMS ads just in the UK. Um, and that was because John Evans, who does listen to you, and that's how I met John Evans, actually back at 20 Books London, because he's 
a fellow listener to your podcast. Well, you know what? I just booked him on for the podcast this evening. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so happy oh, families, good. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> good because I was going to say, I sort of, I think I'd mentioned him. I was like, oh, you should go on Paul's podcast, kind of thing. Like, you know, you've you've given me some really good tips and advice, and I know that he's um, him and his brother they co-author and they've done some really good things like they've really applied the stuff from 20 books london so but yeah he he sort of messaged me and was like try out you know try out um uk amazon ads because you don't need to write the book the cover copy for the advert it's purely your book listing is the advert and that's all you have to worry about and obviously because not everyone's on the uk ones they're still relatively cheap so i've spent um I would say 63p and I've had only 10 clicks but I've had one sale which made me £2.49 according to their reporting. Um, I may well have had some Kindle Limited reads as well. I don't know because obviously it doesn't report that and I've had over 1,700 impressions from that so not bad for 63p. <laughs> How do you, you can tell me something here because I keep reading about these Amazon UK. How do you get them? How how'd you access that? It's really weird and complicated. I don't think it's complicated as it used to be because I think you used to have to have a VAT. Like when they very first started doing, you had to have like a VAT number and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's a bit complicated. I couldn't, I had to, John sent me a set of instructions. I had to just follow those instructions <laughs> word for word kind of thing. It's a bit obscure, which I think is why, why a lot of people aren't doing them. Um, I think I've still got a link somewhere that was the instructions he sent me, so I can give you those. I was just going to ask you that question. How yeah. did you anticipate that? Because I keep hearing people talk about it. And I, I was having a look the other night. I thought, how are they doing this? How are they doing this then? I need to know this and give it a try. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really handy. But like I said, it's a bit it's a bit obscure, which is, like I said, why I think it's still relatively quiet, if that makes sense. The other thing I'll say to you is, I mean, I know you probably, you've heard this because I know you listen to the podcast sometimes, but um, uh, BookBub ads is the thing I'm really loving at mm. the moment. And, you know, in the way that Amazon ads are a bit of a, a you know, a pain um, and, and you don't get, um, you have to wait for any kind of action or data at all. Book, BookBub's are really simple ads. They're, they're delightfully simple. And you, you'd probably get on all right with them, with, you know, in, in fantasy. I think you'd probably find it quite easy on, on BookBub, but uh, I can't um, recommend it highly true enough but then the, the other my other question was is that I, I just clocked there that you're you're kdp select aren't you as well yes and book bub ads are brilliant for wide particularly mm. brilliant for wide so i'm kind of eating my own words to a certain extent there but you, you can obviously promo to amazon but yeah i know it's I've, I've heard people talk about them and how it's a bit more expensive and, and so on when you're just targeting amazon whereas you can get cheaper clicks from targeting nook and kobo and stuff like that and um, it is actually on my things to look at list because obviously that's covered in the ads for authors course as well so i was gonna have a bit of a look and a bit of a play i'm not i'm not planning to spend very much money until i have book two at least on pre-order um but yeah that's something i want to have a bit of a look at and see if i can get a few even just to keep sales sort of ticking over a bit so it doesn't go completely dead in the interim period um so yeah it's something i was going to have a look at and and um and a bit of a play with and see what i can get get for a low spend if anything <laughs> yeah the, the other thing um i saw is um you've got right in the showbiz you did a an spf video you you, you were showbiz and everything it was like film star <laughs> stuff it was amazing 
Well, you know, I mean, you'd have to speak to my agent to get this interview, didn't you? <laughs> so how did you land that one then? Because, I mean, that's that's great for your kind of profile, isn't it? It's a lovely thing to have. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't really stand to watch <laughs> Oh, it's great. It looks really good. It's brilliant. Ah, oh, thanks. Um, that was because, like I said, I was one of the first ones to sign up for the course, the Self-Publishing 101 course. And, um, and so it was partway through the first launch of it I think and um James and Mark put out a a call on the group so you know if anyone you know they're gonna do a filming day in London if anyone comes down they'll buy them sort of lunch and a drink kind of thing um if they'll sort of do a testimonial and I was already like sold on the course because I devoured it quite quickly when I first got it anyway um taking copious notes because that's the kind of person I am um and I was like, I'll come, you know, I'll come down. I couldn't, I couldn't get time off work, but I, I came down. So I went down to got the train to London, straight from work, one one evening, and um, did a little interview with them, and then went and had a drink with Mark and James and John and some of the other people who had been um, had also done the testimonials. And that in itself is cool networking, of course. You know, it's good contacts. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I like. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I like helping people, I suppose. And and it was, you know, I was like, yeah, I really, you know, I think course is really good. I think it really benefit people, so I'm really happy to do this. And you know, it'd be nice to come and say hi to the people that I've listened to on their podcast for quite a long time. Um, but yeah, the unexpected benefit being, <laughs> I think that's the thing. You, you. you do this accidental networking or whatever you, you know help people out and and things like that and you don't know what the benefits will be and it's almost that unquantifiable thing you know they always talk about how um traditional marketing was never about you didn't expect to make money from advertising it was all the unexpected ways you know the fact that someone's seen your name or your product seven times and eventually buy it or just that they're aware of you that's how they start off and then they learn something else and I think it's a similar thing in that you don't you never know how someone you know is is going to pay off even if you never intend for it to pay off as it were but unexpected things can happen um I mean I've had a couple of really cool things happen since the book's come out (laughs) um I unexpectedly had someone follow me on face on Twitter sorry and so I followed them back and then saw that she was posting a giveaway for female thieves books relating to female thieves female thieves and was giving away a copy of my book wow. and I was like whoa what the hell what's going on that's crazy Fantastic. <laughs> and you know it's, it's things like that and um, another one was someone who is a romantic fan- fantasy author that I was really you know, it was like one of those people that like, I want her in my also bots. And she messaged me on Facebook saying, oh, you know, I think my um, my list, my readers will really love your book. Could I share it on my newsletter? Da, da, da. Um, I've got a new release coming out. You know, would you consider doing a swap with me and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, my God, you I had a bit of a fangirl. Moment. I was like, oh, my God, you are asking. You, you've approached me. And that was because I think she knew of me a bit through that. Um, romantic fantasy group that I was that I mentioned earlier, and it's just you know, like I said, I, I didn't join that group expecting that or to try and get that. It's all those unexpected benefits you maybe get from from just networking and helping out other people, and and like I said, 
not being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other thing you've done is is you've been sharing um, sort of blurb work that you've done online as well, uh, a spreadsheet that's online. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> to, tell me how that came about. What's the story of that? Um. So I, I'd written my blurb and I'd got some feedback from different Facebook groups and so on back earlier this year, maybe it was in last year. Um, and then... And like, you know, so people in different Facebook groups helped me sort of refine it and make it better and so on. And so that was what I was using on my website and Amazon listing, et cetera. And then not last week, the week before, um, Brian Cohen did a Facebook Live event. And he said, oh, you know, if you comment on this post with your blurb, we'll pick out some of them and we'll talk about them live in the video and give you some critique and feedback and stuff like that. And I really love, you know, I love the um, So Our Books show and I subscribe to Brian's email list. And he's one of the few people who occasionally I'll actually reply to his mailing list messages and, and sort of answer the questions he asks. And I just think he seems like a a really nice and genuine guy. And, you know, it is one thing I'd like, I would quite like to um, invest in one of his best page forward blurbs at some point. Um, so I sort of put, put my blurb in there, went to the Facebook live event. It was really fun actually. And it was really, I took a lot of notes just from what he said about other people's blurbs, gave me some good pointers and ideas and things to think about. Um, and he, and I'm afraid I forget the lady's name, but he had a couple of sort of other people step in and, and help him do with the critiques. And they did critique my blurb. So I came away with like all these ideas and things like that and wrote loads of notes and rewatched that section and, and got a lot of help from that. Um, so, and I was like, right, over the next week, I'm going to rewrite my blurb. And I find it, I find it, A, it's hard to write a blurb anyway. I mean, how do you distill 185,000 words into 200 words? It's just ridiculous mm. as a concept. Um, so, you know, I, want, I found it difficult anyway, but also the sort of way of writing it in a linear way, I found really hard. So um, what I ended up doing, rather than writing it in a Word document and then going version one, blah, 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 and then going, no, 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 what about if I change this sentence? This? Instead of doing that, I thought, actually, maybe I can do it in a spreadsheet. So... I knew what I needed to include. You know, you need your hook at the beginning. You need to introduce your character. You need to give a sort of brief teaser type synopsis that's maybe a few sentences or a couple of short paragraphs. You need your um, your comparison sort of paragraph or sentence at the bottom, and then you need your buying sentence at the end. And um, I'd got a lot of that guidance from things like... Uh, the SPF 101 course and things that I'd read and listened to and podcasts and things like that. So I sort of wrote down the left-hand side of my spreadsheet, you know, part one, this, you know, sentence two, be this. And then so I just reiterated and wrote going across that spreadsheet and just wrote loads of versions of each of those paragraphs or sentences or sections I knew I had to write and some of them were really similar to each other like it might only be a few words that were slightly different or I'd made it slightly shorter others was like actually I've had this completely different idea what about if it's like this and so I just wrote wrote and wrote and wrote them it's kind of like brainstorming them but in that kind of structured way 
and then I came back and picked out what to me I thought were the best ones for each sent it for each sort of section as it were and those ones you've marked um, in green yes yeah. yeah and so then when yeah I was when I was sharing it um sort of shared my new version of the blurb in a couple of groups and I thought, oh, I'll just mention that I've done this in case, you know, it might help other people. People might find it interesting. And, you know, people are like, oh, my God, I've never seen anyone use spreadsheets for writing a blurb. <laughs> no one's geeky enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. And and, and actually people are like, oh, can you share the spreadsheet? I, try, I couldn't read it on the image and, and things like that. So um, I posted it in a couple of groups and people are asking about it and things like that. Oh, I, f- I feel a nonfiction coming on, Claire. <laughs> we, I could feel it come. I feel it in my bones. It's um, yeah, because you, you've got this is a lot of good tips here. This is all good stuff. This is why I wanted to talk to you because there's, there's loads of stuff coming out of this that that people could do. It's real practical stuff, and it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything either, which is you know which is even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, well well done on all of this stuff. Um, it, it it's fantastic. The, the other thing I'm going to ask you about because uh, last time we spoke you were just about to start it is your podcast mm, yes well done you've you've launched it <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for the advice that, i got it well yes it, it worked didn't it yeah that's good <laughs> always good to see so how, how's that going what are your plans for it you know what comes next with that um yeah i'm really enjoying it and um i haven't really checked the number of downloads recently i just I hadn't really noticed that you could see the number of downloads you had. And then I was, I don't know if I was uploading episode four or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, I've already had over two, you know, over 150 downloads or 200 downloads or something like that. I was like, oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh, I wasn't expecting that, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, for me, it's about, I always remember like Joanna Penn and, and I think this is kind of where sort of partially where your, uh, diary episodes come in and I was my Joanna Penn saying that when she started her podcast she never used to do the personal intro at the beginning sort of update and then she only started it after she'd been going for a couple of years or so and and actually it's what people really love and and I sort of thought you know I've, I've tried blogging before but actually my writing time needs to be spent mostly writing on the books whereas talking to myself on the podcast is a bit different and I just thought it'd be a nice way for me to record where I'm where I am what I'm doing and stuff like that um, as well as hopefully being able to offer some tips and and advice and things that I've tried to other people you know uh, one thing I've sort of always said about it if it helps another person then I'm happy and other people, you know, people have commented that, oh, I've never heard of trying this out before and, and things like that. So a bit like sharing that spreadsheet, it's hopefully a way for me to give something back to somebody else. Well, I've picked up, I, I loved your tip about uh, ga- gaming music. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I loved it. It was, I just, but this, this is, this is, this is the joy of people sharing what they're doing and being honest about it, you know, not waiting until they're the zillionaires, but to sharing mm. it along the way. Because at every stage, you could pick stuff up. You know, you, you've given loads of information here for, um, you know, that author who would have only made £10 before, and that would have been the end of their author career. There's loads of information in there. And the more we share, you know, you someone will always pick stuff up, whatever level you're at, I think. Mm. It's, it's a good yeah. thing to do. 
Yeah, I think because I think as well, everyone's, you know, everyone's mind works differently and everyone's outside experiences that they're bringing in to self-publishing and writing is different. So, you know, where my idea of listening to gaming music comes from the fact that I love video games. I mean, I don't get much chance to play them anymore, but I really enjoy video games. And, and then I sort of saw somewhere, it's like, oh, they help focus and they're designed to do that. Oh, wow, cool. Okay, let's try it when I'm writing. And I was like, oh my God, like writing like a demon. Um, so, yeah, I think if, I think everyone's got something to give. And I think, you know, you mentioned about nonfiction books and it, it has actually crossed my mind to, you know, at some point, do some nonfiction. Um, I think maybe that goes back to the teacher that's still there inside of me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I have kind of considered that. And, and I think, um, you know, Joanna Penn and other people have said it before, but it's that thing of, yes, someone may have written a book on or made a podcast on X subject, but you haven't done that yet. And every single person has got something new to bring to the table. Whether, Although, yes, they might for three quarters of the book be talking about tips that you've heard, like the Pomodoro technique, but it's that other quarter where there are some gems that you maybe never have heard before because they're bringing in something that is unique to them. Just like with stories, you know. Yeah, the, the story of Robin Hood's been told before, but my version of it is in... 18th century Constantinople and it's about a woman who robs from the rich to give to the poor and it's my you know it's got my influences I I write about that because I'm half Turkish Cypriot so it's part of my outer outside experience I'm bringing into that and I think I think like I said that applies to non-fiction books and podcasts as well as your fiction so I, I want to congratulate you on everything that you've achieved. It is really great. And, and one of the joys of doing this podcast over a long period of time is it's really great to sort of see people's progression. Um, it's, fa- it's fascinating to catch up with people and, and see how they're doing. So congratulations. You know, well done oh, on the podcast, the book and everything. That's brilliant. Um, I've got to say, so what, what's next? What's on the kind of the planning board for you next? So I have written the outline for book two and that's gone to my editor. And I've had um, what, I've, what I've done because my edits were so painfully long on book one I've um I've been looking at my process and how I can refine it and make it quicker and more efficient so I've actually given her the outline to give me developmental feedback on and she's done that I've just in fact today sent her an email with I'm going to change x y and z what do you think will this solve the problems you think um and so I'm going to be drafting that I've also scheduled ahead a bit with her. So she's going to look at the first draft of book two because of how our schedules sort of have clashed a bit. I'm actually going to also send her next month the outline for book three. So I can go ahead and zoom through drafting book two, send that to her in uh, be January, so it'll be sort of after her Christmas break. And then while she's looking at that, I'll be carrying on drafting book three. So I won't have any downtime. Because if I were to sit around waiting for her to come back to me about book two, then edit book two, then start on book three, it's going to push things further back and back. Whereas this way, I've not got any, I can I can be still working. I've still got stuff in the pipeline. So yeah, that's kind of the main thing in terms of writing. 
and I've got a couple of plans for um I've got a couple of promos I'm going to be part of next month and like I said I'm going to focus on up, upping the marketing ahead of book two coming out I might I'm thinking about I might do a really short pre-order on book two and maybe one week and in the and have it linked in the back of book one and then do a load of marketing on book one in that time and that was Claire Sager and you can check out Claire's website at clairesager.com now I've placed Claire's blurb spreadsheet in this week's show notes and you can find that at selfpublishingjourneys.com as you heard Claire has a great writing podcast it's called Confessions of a First Time Author and you'll find that in all of the usual podcast outlets and as part of a new trial feature I recorded an extra five quickfire questions with Claire and these are available to Patreon supporters only right now over at patreon.com forward slash Paul Teague. I'll have another edition of Paul's podcast diary for you on Saturday the 6th of October and on Monday the 8th of October I'll be having a catch-up chat with erotic fiction writer Lindsay Drew Honey who's just self-published her second book. So that's it for now. I'll see you on Saturday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's self-publishing journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week. <laughs>